Well, g'day and welcome back to our uh, message series on the Mark's Gospel, looking at the words, the ways and the works of Jesus. I'm so glad you can be with us. You can join with us over the internet and, and through uh, physical means as well. But I'm just so excited about where we can understand about Jesus, his ministry, his mission and how it impacts us as individuals. So let's just pray together. Let's just pray before we jump into hearing from the Bible today. A gracious, loving God, we just give you thanks for this time. We just give you thanks that we can come and worship you and indeed raise our voice, lift our voice to you. But we give you thanks that you've given us the Bible, your word for us, that we can hear it and understand it. Lord, Holy Spirit, come upon us today and open up your word for us today, found in the Bible. May it speak to us today. May it challenge us today. May it lift us up today. We pray this in your holy name. Amen. So as I've been saying, we're coming into the, looking at the, the words, the ways and the works of Jesus. And today we're going to be really focusing on the ways of Jesus. Uh, we're going to be specifically focusing on the leadership style of Jesus. Now, I don't want to get too far into it and say the leadership style of Jesus is this and we're going to explore exactly all the leadership styles. Now, we're just going to be focusing on this one section of the Bible from Mark chapter 3, verses 7 to 19. We're going to look at what things we can understand about leadership, about growth, about who we are and what we need to do to step up to be in leadership and how we're called to be in leadership. But before we get too far, I just want to ask this question, leadership. When you hear that word, what do you think of? What do you think of when you hear leadership? Do you think the leader of a political party that's leading our country, maybe in the opposition or leading it there? Do you think about, you know, and I don't want to single out any one particular country or particular leader of political party or anything like that. Um, I, I don't want us to dwell on that and I don't want us to think, well, whether they're doing good or they're doing bad. I don't want us to jump into that. But I want us to think leadership is something that people are called to do. People are placed into those positions. And so that's the, the political party. That's the political scene. But when I say leadership, you might actually, you might be thinking, um, maybe it's actually a business leader. Maybe that's something that you are more in tune with. Someone who's been successful in business, who you think is, is wonderful and taken their company from, from rags up into riches or you turned the company around and they've shown great leadership. Or you might think, you know, um, a leader, maybe somebody in their particular field of expertise, whether it be medical or scientific, whether it's musical, artistic, and the list can go on because it's about who we think is leading in their field. Or maybe it's somebody that is championing a cause, you know, fighting against racism or it's uh, standing up for climate change or, or working in relief of poverty or clean water around the world. There are so many great leaders out there that are doing, doing amazing things and we can think about those people and what they're doing and stepping up into leadership. And leadership is such a big topic such a huge topic. There's so, so many books and videos and podcasts, websites, conferences, seminars that you can be a part of. Um, you know, you can do, and actually, Caleb, 
you're actually doing a leadership, a master's in leadership, you know. There's, a, you know, leadership is something important for us to actually think about and be a part of. How do we strive to be a more effective leader in our own sphere of influence? Whether it be within our family, whether it be within our work, whether it actually be in our church or in our lives, how do we become better at that? And if, we, if, if you just jump on Google, Google's great because it gives you some you know, wonderful statistics about leadership and some ideas about what it might be. And there are a plethora of results Billions and billions of results. If you, if you type in uh, what is leadership, you'll get billions and billions of results come back. And, and they'll have results like this. What are the four types of leadership styles that you can have? What are the five leadership skills that uh, are found in effective leaders? What are the seven most common leadership styles? You know, 10 characteristics of a good leader. You know, seven habits of an effective leader. You know, you, the list goes on and on and on. There's always a different number. There's always a different kind of little nuance of what leadership is. So as we explore the, the Gospel of Mark, uh, and we're jumping into that, and we, we'd be looking at the words, the ways, what, what is Jesus doing? What is the way he behaves and the works of Jesus? We, we see him, in, we'll see the encounter the style of Jesus' leadership. And we can actually start to see what is important and what we look for in leaders from Jesus' perspective. So we're going to jump straight into our, our Bible there. So if you're, if you're at home watching this, I want you to just grab up your Bible or just jump on the, uh, look at the screen, it'll be up on the screen for it. It comes from Mark chapter 3 uh, and it's verses 7 through to 19. And we'll just read it through for us. So we, we, it's really good for us to, to hear the word found in the Bible. So Jesus went out to the lake with his disciples and a, and a large crowd followed him. They came from all over Galilee, Judea, Jerusalem, Indomia, from east of the Jordan River and even from far north of Tyre and Sidon. The news about his miracles had spread far and wide and vast numbers of people came to see him. Jesus instructed his disciples to have a boat ready so the crowd would not crush him. He had healed many people and that day, so all the sick people eagerly pushed forward to touch him. And wherever those possessed by evil spirits caught sight of him, the spirit would throw them to the ground and in front of him shriek, you are the son of God, a declaration of who Jesus is. And you find that all throughout Mark's gospel, that declaring who Jesus is. But Jesus sternly commanded the Spirit not to reveal who he was. And afterwards, Jesus went up onto the mountain and called out the ones he wanted to go with him, and they came to him. And then he appointed 12 of them and called them his apostles, and they were to accompany him, and he would send them out to preach, giving them authority to cast out demons and these are the 12 he chose, Simon, who he, who he named Peter, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, but Jesus nicknamed them sons of thunder, Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who later betrayed him. Now, there's a, there's a wonderful list of the 12 disciples. And if you want to know who the 12 disciples are, just jump straight into there. You've got the list for you. But we are going to be looking at um, 
the ways of Jesus, what he did, and specifically about his leadership style. And we're going to be looking at, first of all, one thing, about his personal attributes, about what he, about his persona and the way he behaves, his, his attributes of himself. Um, and so we're going to think about that Jesus was actually prepared and proactive. One of the characteristics of Jesus' leadership style is he was prepared and he was proactive. So as the large crowd followed Jesus and kept on wanting more and more from him, the more miracles, they wanted more teaching, they wanted more healing, they wanted more of Jesus. He didn't flinch, he kept on going, he kept on doing what it is, but he realised what was happening is that he could be pushed around by the crowd. He could be pushed and shoved into a place he didn't want to be. And so what did he do? He prepared ahead of time. He said, the disciples, I'm seeing all these crowds of people coming around me. I want some of you to go and get a boat, put it there so I can continue to teach, I can continue to do the work that I've been called to do. So he's prepared and proactive. Not only did he see what was coming and what was around him and the situation there, he prepared for it and he was proactive in the way he did it. So he asked ahead of time, not when it became so hard and difficult that he couldn't do anything, but he prepared in front of time. It shows that Jesus was able to read into the situation, to know what's happening, to know where people are going, what's going on. And this is, this is something actually that we can bring into our lives, isn't it? About what we might do as we are being called to, in our life, lead, whether it's in our family, whether it's in our work, whether it's in our um, helping other people, whether it's in our volunteer service and all those kind of things, our leadership style could actually take a little bit from these two personal attributes of Jesus. We could bring them into our lives about being prepared and proactive. So you can prepare stuff and, you know, I'm ready for what's going on, but you, if you don't do anything and you don't organise ahead of time, you're not really completely prepared. You, you've got the idea, but you've actually got to be proactive and make it happen. So that's really important for us to do that. Um, so, so as we look to find great leaders, somebody who you know, is there, who's ready and reading the, the changing nature of the world around them. We, we need to be able to understand that we need to, in new situations, be ready to read what's going on, understand what's happening in the world and to be able to respond to it in so many different interesting ways. Now, Stephen Covey in his uh, highly recommended book, if you ever want to read something about uh, how to be a leader and how to get into that, into the seven habits, notice the number that you're going to have, the seven habits of highly effective people, he actually talks about the difference between reactivity and proactivity, about a reactive mindset and a proactive mindset. So this is all about personal behaviour here. See, if you take it into the situation where Jesus was with those crowds pushing him around him, a reactive mindset would say, oh, well, the crowds are pushing in, this is just life. This is the world we live in and, you know, people, I'm, I'm just going to get pushed around and I'm, I'm going to have no control over this. That's a reactive mindset. Stimulus happens, things happen to you and you just respond to that, uh, whether it's 
out of anger, out of frustration, out of just complicitness. That just happens. But see, a, a proactive mindset, something is actually different. Is the stimulus comes in and then you go, I actually stop and I pause and you actually say, I've got freedom to choose. I've got a point where I can actually change my response. I don't have to do the stock standard response to this stimulus. I choose to respond in a particular way. So Jesus saw the crowds pushing in on him and he chose to respond and say, actually, what I want, I want to continue teaching. I don't want to be pushed. I don't want to be shoved. I, I need to continue getting the word of God out to people. So I am going to get my disciples to go ahead, get a boat so I can sit in it and continue to teach and the crowd's not going to push in on me. So you can see how he was proactive. He didn't just let the mindset push him where he could go. He went, this is what I can do in this situation. He took the moment, chose what he could do. It's the same for us. If we were to choose how we behave in situations, we need to learn to trust where God is leading us. And if we come into the situation where we even think about what's, what's happened with, with churches and how they've had to respond to, to the situation of not being allowed to meet together, a reactive mindset in that base goes, well, oh, there's nothing I can do about it. This is just something's happened. And so the word of God doesn't flow out. Or a proactive mindset says, hang on, Maybe something is happening here. Maybe there's a push that I can jump into. Maybe there's something that I can, God is leading us into. What can I do? What can I change? How can I continue to get the message of God out? That, that's a proactive mindset. It's, it's not saying, oh, well, there's nothing I can do. It's too much for us. It's just too hard. Oh, life is just pushing us in a direction. Instead, we choose to move to a different place. We choose to be proactive in the way we do it. And so that, as a church, this is what we've done. We've taken the proactive leadership step and said, this is what we're going to do. We're going to step up and make sure what we do when we live stream and can continue to live stream is going to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. That is what we do. So these are, these are our personal attributes of who Jesus is. Just looking at it briefly and just in a glimpse of that space, we actually see the ways of Jesus is, is, is proactive and is prepared about the situation. But then we also see what he does, he, how he enacts some leadership things. So we've got about personal attributes, who he is, and then we've got some things about how he behaves. And let, let me just give it briefly for you. And, and I just want to just jump back and I'll just re quickly read it again for you. From Mark 3, verses 13 to 15, and this is what I want you to hear. When you're stepping into leadership, there's some things that you can do, some actions that you can take that will change the way you behave to allow you to become a better, more effective leader. So Jesus does this. So Mark 3, verses 13 to 15, it says, Afterwards, Jesus went up on the mountain and called out to the ones he wanted to go with him. And they came to him, and then he appointed 12 of them and called them his apostles. And they were to accompany him and he would send them out to preach, give them authority to cast out demons. See, he does four things. First of all, he builds a team. 
This is an action that he does. He actually builds a team. You've got, you've got people pressing in and coming in. More and more people are wanting to know about Jesus. So you've got to think in this time, there are lots of people, but he doesn't just go everybody. He builds a team that he knows and can see will do something great. He sees some things that spark of, of leaning into the, his message about salvation, about who God is about the true nature of the kingdom and people lean into that and he chooses those people. And so he builds a team around himself. And we know that there's 12 of them but there's also 72. There's, you know, there's, there's bigger and bigger teams that we have there. But he builds a team, he chooses those people, he says, I want these people to be there. And then you'll notice what happens is they go out and they actually, later on, they start to build a team as well around themselves about leading and growing. So teams, building teams, or disciples making disciples. And then the second thing he does, he builds a team and then he invests into the team. He invests his time, he invests his teaching, he invests his actions, and so that, that team that he's brought close to him, he's brought in, they follow him around, they see what he does, they, they listen to his words, they see the way he behaves, and they see what he does. And so he's investing in them, he's teaching them, correcting them, changing them, challenging them. The third thing he does is actually raises their expectation of what it means to be a disciple, what it means to be in the team of Jesus. It actually means that you need to actually step up and do more. You can't just be a spectator. You can't just be a fan. All those people out there that were wanting to see the miracles, they were fans, they were spectators, but he wanted people to step up and be even more. He wanted them to lead and have authority. And so finally what Jesus does, he actually delegates authority. Have you noticed that some leaders do it all themselves? Some leaders actually make all of the things work themselves. They, they work really hard, uh, they push really hard, and it's all about them. And other leaders will bring people alongside of them and say, actually, I think you're really good at this. Maybe you should do this, and you take it on there. One of the marks of a great leader is not to be afraid that somebody will do a job better than themselves. It's actually a mark of a great leader is to actually see the person that they will be able to do the job better than themselves and then promote them to do it and step away and let them go and let them do what they're good at doing. See, Jesus delegates the authority. He, he gave them authority, the disciples, those team that he built that was learning about what it meant to be um, a disciple of Jesus, what it meant to live in the kingdom of God, what it meant to to bring the good news of Jesus Christ to all of the world. He gave them authority to do so many amazing things. And Jesus gives us authority as disciples and as followers as well. So as we start to think on this and understand the words, the ways and the works of Jesus, we can actually see that there's a little bit, you know, this is not all of Jesus' leadership style. This is not all of how Jesus leads. This is just a segment. This is a small part of Mark's gospel and we've just looked at that and, and picked out what that means for leadership, what it means for us. It's not exhaustive. It's only touching the surface and we can, we can learn so more and, and we will see as we come along through our journey through Mark, we'll actually see other points around leadership and we'll probably even tease those out as we go along. 
it's really important for us to actually think, how can I, in my life, how can I be more prepared? How can I be proactive in where God wants me to be? So let's bring this right to this moment about what God is leading in your life, what God is speaking to your life right now. Are you, are you willing to have God lead you to become so much more, to become bolder, stronger, to become a person that is out doing the will of God. So I want you to lean into Jesus today, to seek his leading on your life, to listen to how he changed the lives of the disciples and the people around him through his leadership. So let's just pray. Let's just pray into this moment. See, God might be calling you right now to step up into leadership, to take on a bigger role within the church, within your business, within your community group. God might be leading you to take a greater responsibility and to actually really be out there So let us continue to understand that Jesus showed great leadership and that we can begin to bring this into our own lives. So let's just pray and let's just ask this into our lives. Oh, gracious God, we just give you thanks for today. We give you thanks for this time. We give you thanks for the Bible that opens this up and we give you thanks that you call leaders and you anoint them and set them apart. Lord, may if we're being called to be ready, prepared, proactive. May we see that it's not just about us, but it's about the team. It's about the group of people leading and growing into the love of God and leading people to know who Jesus Christ is. We ask this, that your Holy Spirit would be upon us and lead us and guide us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.